When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Martin Blake is one of the great sports writers in Australian sport and has been for decades. He's covering the golf for us, by the way, at the Australian Open, but has covered cricket over time. Uh, Martin, welcome to you. Welcome. Great to have you on. Thanks for the intro, Dwayne. Can I get you to wade into the Dave Warner deep end while I'm with you? Where are you at with Dave Warner? Dave Warner, should he stay or should he go? Um, i tell you what, I watched him in the, the final, and uh, for a 36-year-old, he moves pretty well around the boundary. So, I mean, he's in great physical nick. There's no doubt about that. So, look, it's up really down to him, isn't it, at that point of the time. You know, if he wants to go, then let him go. Time to move on, probably. You won't put the pen down until you're told to put it down, Martin. Will you? You love writing. You are always <laughs> have always been one of the great writers. Uh, what is your – you've been covering the golf – for decades and decades, you must still love it to tour around, still covering it. Absolutely, do I know? I mean, what what? It's a dream job, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I mean, I, as you mentioned, I, I covered a lot of cricket uh, in the earlier days. I probably, in many ways, I love probably love cricket more than golf. But uh, golf just seemed to find me, and I love playing golf as well. And I've probably done. I probably switched from golf to cricket, and I was always doing the footy in winter. So, <laughs> there's worse jobs to do. Hey. Well, let me ask you about the evolution of both. So you and I were broadcasting, you know, back when there wasn't a T20 form of the game and we saw the evolution of it and there were a few around when T20 was invented saying this thing won't last, but it's evolved to the point that it's almost the number one form of the game and you're now reporting on golf with Liv taking over and setting a bit of a standard for the rest to follow if they want to follow. Where are you at with the firstly the evolution of cricket and now the evolution of golf? Well, I don't mind the evolution of cricket. I mean, it's just moving moving with the times and providing a product that, that, that people clearly want. Uh, I guess the balance you have to get is that is it going to eat the rest of the game? You know, I really worry about test cricket because I love test cricket myself. And to be honest, you know, if, if, there, if there are only two or three or four test cricket teams in the world, that would probably be okay, wouldn't it? Uh, mm. You know, th- th- there's a lot of countries that don't seem to care about it that much. So... Uh, so with cricket, I think it's what, what you see, what you get. With the, the comparison with golf is pretty uh, valid, I think, because you know what they're doing with Live is is probably a, uh, very similar to the IPL concept in many ways. It's it's the entertainment package and that kind of thing, and it's trying to hit in on some of the you know trying to probably hit in on some of the more boring aspects of, of golf and taking that away. You know, let them play in shorts, let them play only three rounds, so it's a shorter concept you know they're they're zeroing in on some of what what i suppose they think would be the weaknesses of traditional golf so i think it's all uh, grist for the mill blaine i think it just it'll sort itself out 
over a period of time. I hope that the uh, warring factions will will come together um, so that we can get all the best players in the world out on the same venues at one time. But we've got we've got quite a few of the, the best out here this week. We're, we're fortunate in Australia that the uh, you know the the US tour is now uh, dropping its wraparound season. And uh, the Live Tour likes to have an off-season. So we're going to have, in the, in the immediate future, we're going to have our best players will be able to come back and play. And we've seen that this year and we've seen that last year as well. So we're probably in a better spot in many ways from a selfish point of view in Australia. So uh, before we talk about the Australian Open men's and women's side of it, uh, when do you think this giant hug between uh, Live and everyone else who doesn't like Live? when do you think that giant hug's going to happen and we'll move on? Uh, hard to say, Dwayne. I mean, to me, it feels a long way off right now. Um, uh, they did, you know, it was interpreted when they when they sort of had a little daytime a little while a couple of months ago. It was kind of interpreted as that they were going to merge, but I, I just sense that that's a long way off myself. So yes, they've dropped their, their their legal suits and stuff for the time being, and they're not screaming at each other. But I, I don't I don't sense that they're necessarily close to uh, making that marriage happen. So. Uh, I'm thinking that's a few years away yet. So I think we're probably going to see a few years where the game is a bit divided uh, and then it'll kind of fall into place maybe two or three years down the track. Speaking of the track, uh, how easy is the track at the Australian Open? I think Cam Davis and a few of the others have carved it up in this opening round. Give us the leaderboard and what you've made of the opening day. Uh, The opening day, is, is there's two stories to this. There's two venues, one's the Lakes, and then across the road, and where I am is the Australian. The Australian's playing, you know, normal. Uh, it's a relatively tough track. The Lakes is playing soft because it poured rain here yesterday, flooded both courses. So uh, when that happens and the rain goes away, the, the professional players will take advantage. They're, they're able to just zero in on the greens and spin the ball back and, you know, play dartboard golf, so to speak. So uh, all of the good scores today have been at the Lakes, by and large, and Cameron Davis is the best of them. He won this Australian Open in 2017 when he was a young guy who no one really knew that well. Uh, he's been over in the States playing. He's won in the States, but he hasn't quite you know, hit the, the marks that, say, a Cameron Smith has. But Cam Davis is an outstanding player, and he shot nine under 63. He is the leader of the men's uh, tournament at the Australian Open, as we speak, with quite a few players out on the course. I should add, Dwayne, that they, they suspended play at the Lakes about half an hour ago because of heavy rain. They're still playing here at the Australian, but only just. So hopefully that storm has passed through. Uh, Patrick Rogers from the United States, bit of a journeyman player, eight under. Also at the Lakes, Hayden Hopewell from Perth, young first-year pro, very exciting player, 65 today. Also at the Lakes, Grant Forrest from Scotland was the best at the Australian. He shot six under 65, so... Uh, Minwoo Lee started with a 67, so he's in the mix, the hot guy of the moment. And uh, Cam Smith shot one under. He uh, struggled a little bit today, as he did in Brisbane uh, last week. On the women's side, there's a good story here, Dwayne. Uh, Rachel Lee, 16 years old, amateur from Avondale Golf Club, uh, just north of Sydney. Uh, She has shot six under 67 to lead the women's open from G.I. Shin, who's a major winner from Korea, veteran player who shot five under. And Steph Kiriak, who's in there at third, Sydney player, Sydney pro at four under. But Rachel Lee uh, is a teenager. Uh, she's in year 10 at high school. Uh, she's in the Golf New South Wales elite programs. Uh, she played a practice round with 
G.I. Shin, who's a legend, yesterday, and she said that that was, you know, her hero. Uh, and she's come out and shot uh, 67. Haven't had a chance to speak to her yet. She's just finished. But it's a hell of a thing. I, I, I gather that she came in and she said her comment was, am I leading the Australian Open? <laughs> Which is a great thing to have on your resume at such a young age. So she's still at school, did you say? Year 10 at high school and uh, just playing a bit of amateur golf. She won a uh, New South Wales Women's Open qualifier the other day. I think she's won, possibly won a a couple of of the bigger amateur events in the last year or so, but uh, not necessarily totally on the radar, but she's she's certainly going to be on the radar after today. I mean, uh, there's plenty of players still out on the course here at the Australian, and they, uh, the way the weather is, they will come back on at the lakes. If they're not on now, they'll be on fairly soon, I'd imagine. So she may not necessarily hold the lead, but it's going to be hard for them to, to shift that. I mean, Minji Lee's already played and shot three under, so it won't be her. Uh, Gabby, Gabby Ruffles one under. Hannah Green's out on the course, but she's only one under through nine. So you might find a 16-year-old on top of the leaderboard at the end of the day. Can't wait for that story to be written by Martin. That's going to be... A ripper, uh, Chichi. Well, she's too young for schoolies. They're out, I suppose. She's not missing class today. <laughs> she, she's, she hasn't even got to schoolie stage. <laughs> uh, yeah, she must be uh, have, have a little leave day today, and then obviously it's in her home city, so she she might be able to do, doing some homework tonight, Dwayne. There's a few tournaments like this around the world. Not many with the two courses. Do you like it? Uh, logistically, it's quite difficult, Dwayne. I mean. In the ideal world for this event, if you're going to have the, the two, there's actually three tournaments because there's an all abilities uh, tournament as well. In an ideal world, it's on a, it's on a course, you know, a golf club that's got uh, two golf courses. So uh, this is really copied from the Vic Open, which has been played for about a decade at the, the 13th Beach Links down at Farwin Heads. And they have two courses there. It's a lot easier when the two courses are just there. In this instance here, the Lakes and the Australian are about a five minute. Uh, cab ride apart, so it's doable, but it, it is difficult. So uh, this is the last year of the contract with uh, Destination New South Wales to have the Open up in Sydney. Um, I, I would hope that Victoria will have a crack at it. Uh, Royal Melbourne's got two courses. Peninsula Kings have got two courses. I mean, to have it all on the one property would, would be better, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but we make do this week because there aren't many. There aren't that, that many uh, golf clubs in Australia that have got two courses. Mm. There's only really a handful. So, uh, and they're not all up to the grade of of necessarily hope, hosting an Australian Open either. So, uh, these two certainly are. Uh, but we have to go through the logistic difficulties of trying to get on the uh, the shuttle between the courses, which I'm told has got a few lines of people uh, trying to get on. Uh, you've got that private limo, no doubt, Martin. Uh, you're right. If it's uh, all on the one property, at least the media centre can cater for everybody. Martin, great to have you. If we're lucky, we'll get you for five minutes tomorrow. We'll talk soon. Cheers, Dwayne. Martin Blake joining us from the Australian Open.